we do here is go back, 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 back. Hi guys, this is Anime DGens episode nine. I'm here with my boys, Dan and Tyler. Uh, we're here to give you another banger episode like we always do, but uh, just to give you guys a quick rundown of what we're doing this week, we'll be doing a first look at Blue Lock. This will be my first sports anime and I'm excited to talk to, uh, about it with you guys. And then we'll be going into our weekly rundown. Uh, we'll be reviewing the last episode of Buddy, Dabby, that, <laughs> Buddy Daddy's One Piece and Hell's Paradise. and then. Lastly, we'll be doing a movie review of A Silent Voice, a freaking tearjerker. Guys, you want to share some of the format changes we have coming up? Yeah, I got you on that. So, uh, everyone, with the banger shows coming out for like the next three seasons, we were kind of panicking about how we were going to fit it all to the weekly rundown. <laughs> We had down. no idea. We had, we had no, no idea. idea. <laughs> we're like, how do we pick three shows? Because... We can't make the weekly rundown an hour and then do like another hour and a half on top of that. It'd be ludicrous. Right. There's like there's like at least like six or seven shows that we I feel like we have to cover. Right. So it'd be tough. And I didn't think first looks were going to cut it. So. Officially starting next week, we're going to be breaking the podcast up into two sections. We're going to do our good old fashioned anime DJs rundown. And we're going to be doing a different segment where we actually dive into all the fun stuff we talked about, like starter animes, dumb content, stuff like that. So it should be really fun. Um, it'll be a great way that if you don't have the time to listen to everything, you can kind of split up in two days. And I think it'll be good for everyone. So, yeah, and it'll, it'll really help you guys avoid spoilers um, because, you know, one section will be more of our fun freelance content that we do, the crazy ideas that we come up with. Uh, and one will be reviews and Guys, you won. You you guys won. You get two episodes a week instead of one. That's a we're dub. Gonna, we're gonna work even harder for all you guys. Yes, yes. No days off. <laughs> just for y'all. Just for y'all. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I'm excited to be putting out more content, and I'm excited to be able to spend more time uh, doing doing some of the fun stuff and reviewing more shows. I'm really really excited yeah. for that. Um, but. All that being said, you guys want to get into our first show? Is yes, there? All right, guys. So on this week's first look, we did uh, Blue Lock. And just to give you guys a quick synopsis of what it is, uh, Japan's des desire for World Cup glory leads them to launch a new extreme training program called Blue Lock. Its only goal is to find and produce the, gr the next greatest striker. 300 forwards start the program, but only one can win who will be the next great striker for D Japan for the world God, dude for the really the world yes it says Japan yeah. but it's really for the world um for either of you guys was this your first sports anime no. or like sports driven no uh this this wasn't my first uh, I actually watched uh, a couple with Haikyuu being uh my number one sports uh anime so this is like my third, I think. So, okay. Nice. What about you, Dan? Yes, yeah, so I've watched a bit of uh, Hajime no Ippo, which is like a classic boxing 
Yeah. There we go. Anime, it's old. It's really old. It's like, okay. I think late 80s. I know what you're talking about. It's classic, bro. It's a, it's a classic, and it's it's really good. I've never I just, seen it. it. It's like One Piece length, I'm pretty sure. And I just, I don't oh, know if I have okay. the time for it. So I've right. watched a little bit of it. <laughs> and then uh, a couple weeks ago, I tried to dive into birdie wing a golf girl story because i love golf and uh yeah 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 no 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 it was bad it was so bad <laughs> it was absolutely atrocious i watched one episode and i was like what the fuck am i doing right now well thank you for being honest because i probably would have checked it out also being a golf fan just imagine like your golf shot but you're just screaming moves like dragon ball z in the backswing i'm i'm sorry oh for the God. recommendation dan give me a break <laughs> So I have I have dabbled in it. I'm not the biggest sports anime guy, so Blue Lock it was, you know, a little out of my uh, territory, I guess. Yeah, and I only became a soccer fan, I guess, when I went to college, and a lot of my friends in my fraternity played soccer, and we had a really good intramural soccer team, um, and that's when I kind of started watching the World Cup and getting into it. Um, so I had never really even thought about looking at a soccer anime. And I didn't really understand how it was going to work. But right from the get-go for me, I ended up watching about three episodes, but right from the get-go, just opening up in the closing minutes of a match and our main character having to make a much, bunch of di different decisions on how to score was really, really cool. I like that. Um, did the first moments pull either of you guys in? Oh, yeah. Definitely uh, definitely did me. Um, it just... Like, I don't know much about soccer as mm -hmm. it is. Like, um, like you said, I don't really know all the positions and stuff, but I don't feel like you have to know anything about it to enjoy this show because it's just got that intensity about it. Right. And you, you feel that straight from the get go. If you're, if you, if you're of like a competitive nature, then you're definitely going to like a show like this. Uh, so. I definitely got to agree with that. Yeah. Um, I guess I can add a resident soccer specialist. <laughs> to my long repertoire that I have going on here. Resume, sorry. Uh, I played soccer from when I was like six years old, basically up through high school. Uh, had a tragic ankle injury that led to surgery that kind of made me hang up the cleats. So Our, our boys got glass ankles, and it's a damn shame. Yeah, you they're bad. You hate to see it, really. They're bad. Well, they're metal now. They're not just glass. Okay, okay. They're, they're, so, they're, they're, they're metal reinforced. How, how far did you get into this, uh, Dan? He's I know you said you used to watch board. a bit. Uh, so I think I watched four episodes before I got sidetracked with everything else going on. I also was watching uh, SSS Gridman, which is fucking hype. So that kind of took over. And oh, okay. uh, I also tried to Gintama too. So I'm kind of getting pulled uh, yeah. in a lot of directions right now besides what we're watching on the podcast. The, uh, the reason I was asking is because your situation with the ankles and stuff is very relatable to uh, um, the long-haired, uh, dude, red-haired dude. Um uh chigiri i think it was i don't know if you got to that yet but he's got a similar issue like that okay no um, i didn't get to that okay uh, i'll be no, able to relate yeah, to i was on episode nice. three and i, I didn't yeah. yeah i didn't i get I'll i didn't be able get to, to relate that. to somebody thanks for the spoiler <laughs> oh i didn't tell you i didn't tell you what it was or what it meant for the show right i just told you you was gonna be able to relate because red hair got ankle injury got it uh previous so <laughs> but yeah Wait. i'm i'm like 12 episodes in so Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think the first few episodes, I mean, it was really our main character, uh, Isagi. Isagi. Sorry, excuse me, guys. Kind of getting pulled in the blue lock. So pretty much yeah. what they did is they 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 got all like like it says the top three hundred strikers into one like camp and they broke them up into different rooms. 
And from this, we got a lot of funny moments because it's pretty much, to me, it felt like Squid Game for soccer. Did y'all, did y'all get those kind of vibes? I definitely got like the survival of the fittest, like classic, like almost like reality TV show that you like the survivor, you know, like all that kind of stuff. That's fair. Yeah. So I got similar vibes to that. I, I actually have not even seen Squid Games, so I have no idea. Oh, oh, oh. no, bro. You need to watch that. I listen to Japanese stuff, not Korean, dude. It's, you know, I got a title. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so, so it's ex- it's it's exactly like Squid Game for anybody that's listening. Uh, Dan, to explain it to you, um, they pretty much get put on an island, and there's a bunch of random ca- challenges that seem unrelated, and whoever loses dies. Oh, and this one it, it's not killing oh. them; it's killing their <laughs> career. So they, there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, I was like, uh, so- bro, they don't die. What do you mean? <laughs> Gotcha. So Survivor yeah, with death. In Squid Game, they die, but this they, they, they just kill careers. Survivor with death and not millions of dollars at the end. I gotcha. Right, right, right. When, so he, what was, go when he says, like, uh, kill careers, he meant, like, uh, I think they say in anime uh, that if they do not win the number one, there's only one person uh, passes out of all the 300. Right. If they do not win, they have no hopes of being on the World Cup team uh again i uh, is that ever in their yeah. life is that correct but they yeah, can still so, play soccer right but they just won't have a chance of um to exceeding. be on in the world cup team yeah. yes i mean yeah. but uh you know a lot of these especially a lot of these are like uh high school guys so that's their dream right now it's the top 300 strikers in the whole nation of course that's going to be their dream i want to play on the national team i want to go win the world cup and that's what the whole story is centered around even the Japanese um, committee, that's all they're focused on, which is why they, you know, went along with this program here. Well, they're focused on making that money. I mean, one of those crooks is. Hey, man, that's what FIFA does, dude. I mean, that's true. That's that is true. what FIFA does. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation, though. And uh, another interesting uh, um, thing that's going on is that while this uh, blue lock training is happening, when it first mm-hmm. happened, uh d- the Japan Japan is like getting ready to host their nationals or something like that. And uh so these strikers have to choose between either going and playing in nationals, um, you know, at their respective schools or going to train and have the p- possibility of being that number one guy in the future. So I thought that was pretty wild to have them make that decision. Right. They had to do the, the litmus test right off the jump. It's like, yeah. you know, do you care about right now this little this little high school nationals or you're trying to be the big dog around here? And that's that's what was so cool is you get a lot of savage moments out of it because pretty much there it for anybody like familiar with, with soccer, it's like or really any sports, it's, it's ego scoring. Yeah. They want somebody that's completely ruthless, that only cares about themselves. Um, so kind of in some of the games they do, it's it's supposed to be team based, but it just doesn't happen sometimes and it's it's, it's hilarious. And everybody's so aggressive with each other. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought the whole concept of that was actually really funny because as somebody who played soccer for so long, yeah, like it's such a team sport, and there is like you you can't win if you have a ball hog on your team. Like yes. it doesn't work. <laughs> and the fact that they're just trying to make a ball hog, who's going to only think of himself, not make the pass for the goal, you know, just take a shot at a net with three defenders in front of him. It's like right. Is this really how soccer works, guys? It's not at all. I think well, Japan 
is a little they're a little off in this one, you know. But right. to be fair, like y'all have only seen like three episodes or whatever, but like everything that ego does is like it's crazy because he he not only like sets up future future tasks or whatever, he's testing them. Like he makes them think that um they have to be this egotistical psycho ball hog person mm -hmm. but in some situations he's trying to make them do the opposite i feel like so did y'all get that too i did um what was it i think it was the second game that they played where it was called from zero or the episode yeah. was called from zero in episode two i mean technically you did have to play as a team you were going to win if you played as a team um our main character um his team lost because they were thinking with only their ego um but yeah i still understand what you're saying there dan because it is a team game but i think it's cool to like it was just so bizarre coming off off rip especially like the first uh scene where he has a wide open pass to his friend that's six meters beside him open net guy misses and he says oh i should have shot it and it was like okay you look you did the right thing and then like the manager of Blue Lock ends up like reinforcing that uh what he what he should have done. So it was just, yeah. it's just it's interesting concept. I was a really big fan of Ego <laughs> as a character. He is a fucking psychopath, and I'm here for it, dude. That shit eating grit he has on his face all the time. Uh huh. Electric. The, the glasses, bro. The classic glasses move. You know, all the time. All the time. Dude, the if there's an anime character with glasses and they don't push him up a little bit and have the light flicker on him, I'm not into him. Like, take him <laughs> off. You don't need those. Yeah, I was really digging that uh, they actually named the dude over Blue Lock, which is, you know, basically trying to make people egoist, basically mm -hmm. ego. Like, bro, that's crazy. I like that. I thought it was a good yeah. move. Yeah. Did y'all, what did y'all think about the, uh, when they, I went into their, um, I don't know what to call it. Like uh, every every other anime, it would be like power ups. Uh, you know, their eyes their would like kind of skill set. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, you call I mean, it. they're their like master special skill. I think what yeah. they were calling it, kind of. Yeah, mm -hmm. but their eyes. You know, how'd y'all how'd y'all feel about them? That uh, that way of them showing that they're in that form now. You know. I really enjoyed the way that they animated the eyes when they kind of went into like that ego yeah. mode. I mean, they just look insane. Yeah. And I thought the parallel or not parallel, but like the introduction of like the monster inside of you kind of going with the eyes was a really cool way to do it. But I think it was Bachira, who is a full on nutcase with that shit, was one him. of my favorite characters. Yeah. On too, he was a man from the get go as well. Yeah, he was very, very interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, so what was it? What, was there anything in particular that you liked about this, Tyler? About the show? Uh, I mean, I just like the intensity. Like, uh, like every episode you watch, it's it's like you're not even watching a 15 to 20 minute episode. Like, it's it's over just like that, just because, you know, it's so intense and everything's like just happening so fast you know and yes. keeping you glued to the screen i guess you could say um but yeah i will say though i don't know about y'all but i did try to watch the dub this time around and the dub is trash yeah another dub's terrible 
Yeah, I did the, I, dub, the first episode. I was like, nah, I'm good. nah, nah. I just want to let y'all know the dub is trash. <laughs> I don't know who did the dub. I don't know if it was Funimation or someone else, but yeah, I don't know. I, think I don't even it, remember. This show, it was like really action packed, but like I thought it was kind of funny because like the characters are so like. I'm trying to think of the right word, not energetic, but like they're so intense. Yeah. And then you actually watch the soccer games and it's just so difficult to animate a sport like that. And it almost looks like they were moving a little bit in slow motion because like, it, you know, it didn't look like they were full on sprinting or anything like that. And that was one thing I that kind of bugged that. me a little bit. Yes. It like kind of bugged me. And like, um, yeah, the matches are like the slowest part of the of the anime. Well, and you would think that would be the opposite. That's. That's like with any like sports anime, I believe, like that be, on that though. level because yeah. they can't have a full like a full uh paced uh game or whatever because they're trying to explain and you know make it more intense and make it more interesting, you know. You know, they it's it's like one piece doing one piece things, you know. They draw it out, bro. They talk and yeah. draw it out. It's a it's a classic, you know. I guess thankfully Blue Lock isn't making us watch ninety minutes of that because <laughs> that's how long a soccer game is. So imagine yeah, trying to watch them moving that slow for ninety minutes. It'd be tough. Um, uh, another thing that uh, when when uh, ego would uh, when somebody would get eliminated, uh, and ego would be like lock out. What did what y'all think about that? When he like first said that, when I watched it, I thought he was saying something else, like <laughs> like vulgar, you know? Like, oh, okay. Like I was like, bro, what are you doing? But he's so <laughs> wild with it. Oh, I didn't yeah. catch that. No, I yeah, didn't either. No. And did y'all hear him say that at all? Like when when he like uh, makes people leave. I I was reading it, and I thought okay. he just said. Lock- I mean, I read lockout, so that's what I heard. Yeah. You know? Next time when you watch it, uh, when when somebody's getting ejected, especially like the first dude that got ejected when he got uh, hit in the face or whatever mm-hmm. by uh, Isagi or whatever his name is, I forget uh, the MC. He uh, he was like lock out or something like that. It was just really wild, and I was like, "What did he just say?" You know? <laughs> no, it gotcha. was it it was hard oh, to understand the first couple times it, he said it. Yeah, my bad. I'm saying lock out, but it was lock off. My bad. It was lock off. Oh, so it sounded like fuck off. Yeah, that, my bad. I don't know why I was saying lockout. It's work. We lock shit out at work, so I guess. I don't yeah, know. Like, okay, lockout, okay. tagout. We know all about that. <laughs> Leave your work at work, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm proud right now, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Do you guys want to get into some first review, I guess, uh, ratings and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to go uh, first? That's on you, Tyler. You spoke up. All right, all right. I, I guess I'll go first. Cool. Uh, so I think I think it's like a, I want to say like a mid seven for me. Um, after watching twelve episodes, uh, I it it don't really go downhill for me. I don't think. Okay. Uh, like they was saying, the sports, uh, the soccer games was a little bit uh slowed down. I guess you can say that is a little bit um of a negative. But it's it's nothing too much, so I I I was okay with it. So, gotcha. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with a five point five out of ten with potential to be better. Um, I think it got a little overhyped with the World Cup going on when it first released. 
because That's everyone fair. is about blue lock and i don't know like it just didn't catch me the way i thought it was gonna um like it's really good but it was like the second coming of like top tier anime i mean you know how it that way people you know you know how it gets when the world cup gets around anything soccer is like oh my god around <laughs> yeah. then. you know the whole world's focused on it um for me yeah i'm gonna give it like a five eight wasn't bad a little bit better than mid um <laughs> I like the concept, but I watched three episodes. I, I uh, <clears throat> can't say over, about where they go with it or how the story progresses, but it was it was a decent setup. It was I thought it was just like okay. I thought it was just okay, to be honest with you. I think That's we've re- reviewed a, a a a good many first looks that are better than this one. Oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, another thing, like this show got really uh, hopped up as well. Because a lot of people was comparing it to, I think it's like uh, Ao uh, Ao Ashi or something like that. It was a pretty popular soccer anime from a couple of years ago. Um, so it was kind of comparing it to, and plus, like Dan said as well, it kind of got hopped up even more, you know. So yeah, I mean, the Japanese team had a blue lock jersey during the World Cup. Like it was fully wow. Hyped what? Oh okay. yeah. Like they went all in on it. Um, That's nuts. Yeah, I'm definitely you gonna keep watching me. it though. I wanna, I wanna see where it goes because with the way it was hyped up, it's got to be better than I think it is. You know, it's it's got potential. It, it's 24 episodes as of right now. So okay, that's a lot. Maybe a second season coming. I don't know. I'm not sure on that. I, f- I feel like there has to be a second season because I don't know how they're gonna knock 300 people off in 20 24 episodes. And yeah. I also weird thing I noticed that I forgot to say earlier. Did you guys notice there's no A-team? I didn't uh, even notice that, no. Yeah, there's no A-team. And I was like kind of thinking, I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool if they took all the people who got knocked out in the first round and put them in the A-team. And then they were just freaking bitter and angry. So what teams <laughs> are there awesome, right now? Actually. It's, uh, it was only B through Z. Okay. I didn't see yeah. there was no A-team, and I thought that was interesting. Unless they're going to take the best 11 players and make them the A-team, but I don't know. I can't, I can't really remember... Um, if I, I don't I don't I, I don't recall what uh, what happened with the A team. I didn't really pay attention. I don't know if uh, through twelve episodes did they really get into that or not. I I forget. It's been a minute. So gotcha. Well, if I was if I was the leader of that program, I would call nobody the A team because they have to earn it. And that might be why oh. ego, oh. bro. Yes, true. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, awesome. you, you guys ready to get into the rundown? Yeah, I was going to say, Tyler, you want to get us locked and loaded on the weekly rundown? The final yes, in sir. episode weekly rundown before we do the super ultimate mega solo <laughs> weekly rundowns. Yeah. So much content. Like Gopies, you know, we goat anime DJs. So, <laughs> there you yeah. go, bud. There you all go. Right, all right. Knock it down a peg, bud. <laughs> no, I like uh, it. I like it. <laughs> all right, we're going to start with the weekly rundown with Buddy Daddies. It is the finale, Um, unfortunately. Uh the 12 episode it's called daughter daddies so miri is hella excited for her christmas play while the papas have to be proactive and take the fight to raise dad in order to have a chance at having a normal life i'm pretty sad that this is all we're gonna get to see of this show but since this is the finale did it turn out the way y'all wanted it to like dan yeah so uh last episode i kind of said where i wanted it to go and i hit the nail on the head 
Talk about ego. Wow. <laughs> we, I mean, it was pretty obvious where it was going. I made a oh, joke yeah. about them ending up on a beach in Tahiti, and I think they ended up on a beach in Miami. So we, uh, we nailed that one. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an incredible end of the show. Um, when we first like decided to watch this, I was like, I don't know if this is for me, but they killed it with the ending and Tyler wants more, but I think that was the perfect spot to end the show. And we got a nice little time skip at the end. You saw Miri in high school and the pop was a little older and I thought it was just a fucking perfect ending, man. That warmed my heart. And, and guys, when we started this podcast journey, I was really only watching anime for the boxing. I'm trying to see somebody throw bows and whatever okay, other okay. things they have for, for you. So this is like, is this slice of life? I, you know, I'm I'm way out of my my, my league on this. Uh, is this technically slice of life? Somebody it's, or is it's it just a common? mix? I think okay. it's a mix. All right, but either way, this I mean, this was so like touching and heartwarming, and there were so many parts that were like had a lot of action, but it was it was still a little bit different than what I was used to. But I still really 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 enjoyed it, man. And yeah. it, only only for it to be twelve episodes. Man, it was there was a, some good character growth, like at the beginning of the this episode. You know, Ray jumped right up out of bed to, to cook breakfast, which he was only playing video games when we first met that man. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, man went from chain smoking cigarettes and playing video games to making French toast, dude. What a what a what a development right there. Hey, man, he, he changed. He changed. <laughs> he wouldn't even cook for himself. Now he's cooking for other people. Nuts. Azuki's like, bro, are you ever gonna learn to fix something else? And he's like, this works, you know. Don't need to, man. <laughs> this works. I got one dish, and that's French toast, baby. <laughs> it's better than the damn, good damn at it uh, too. Uh, the rice balls, bro. He should have. He should have kept making those things. Yeah. The I one did. with the choco choco rings that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I would have loved me some rice balls with gummy bears in them. So that's a nice hidden treat. It is, it is. Mary, Mary probably grew out of them, though, honestly, so. Nah. <laughs> you don't think so? But yeah, I, I was uh, I was pretty sad. I'm pretty sad that it's over. Like Dan said, I, I want to I wanna see more. I want to see, see the after. I want to see just a slice of life, you know, part yeah. of this show. So, only. He, he wants a spinoff where Mary is trying to date guys in high school in America. That's what he wants. I, I want the papas included. I want to see their reaction to that. I want to see everything like that. The man does not like closure, folks, as we've said before. <laughs> no, he does not. Just give me what I want. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, guys, before we got to the beach in Miami and before the, 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 the show uh, showed us its last few animations there, so they actually had to go after the Siwa family. Yeah. How did how did the the battle with Ray's father and his organization, um, Dan? How did you like it? Like, did it was it everything that you thought it would be, or a little lackluster? I had mentioned that I hope they burned the building to the ground, and there was a exploding <laughs> propane tank. So you're damn right, I liked it. <laughs> Just close enough, right? <laughs> so basically, yeah. how it went is they dropped Miri off at daycare, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll see you in a bit." And they have this really adorable scene where uh, Ray gave her a pinky promise, saying that they'll be back for her performance for Christmas. And then they made up with Q, and they got this little box, which, from what I understand, was full of guns and a couple Santa suits. 
Yeah, I think so. I think it was like were the, the guns and there? the smoke grenades were. and stuff. Yeah, it was like oh. there was like an Uzi, a yeah. couple smoke grenades. There <laughs> was a, uh, and a couple Santa suits, you know, ready for the after party. Got to Yeah. You know, when you got to uh, bounce the kid on the lap at uh, eight, but you got to go kill somebody at seven. Boom. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. But yeah, they basically pulled up and uh, the guards were like, no, only Ray can go. And Ray goes, no, that's my partner. And then they just fucking start raiding hell on these guys. They kick the shit out of the front guards. They pull in. They're getting shot at by like 13 people. And all yeah. of a sudden we see Ogino come in with what looked like a Barrett 50 cal. She and just standing up. Chilling, yeah. Like it's a yeah. shotgun. Puts freaking a 50 caliber bullet into the engine of their <laughs> tiny little yellow car. There goes oh. the radiator. This dude's but, like a robot, bro. Yo, for real. For real. <laughs> It's a lot to unpack with him. He he um he like never runs. He never panics. Like he reminded me of Jason, like the Friday the Thirteenth character, the like horror the, movies. Okay. Yes, yes. He like reminded <laughs> never me of runs, him, because, but he's always right there. Right, man. He was he, though. He's creepy, man. He's super creepy. I was so happy when he died, and the way they did it was so fucking satisfying. It was. Like, so basically. Oh, go for it, Tyler. Okay. You go ahead. I was just saying, so basically, they're in this huge fight with him, and um, he shot Kazuki in the leg, and Kazuki's on the ground with a propane tank and a lighter, ready to go out in a blaze of glory. Which would have been tragic, because he's got a daughter to go back to. But Ray comes in and basically starts fighting Ogino, picks up a knife, tries to kill him. And uh, Ogino gets the knife away from him, and he has Ray fully choke like a chokehold like two hands body yeah, in the air done. like yeah some jason Voorhees shit just like bass is saying but then we get kazuki come out of nowhere with the knife and stab him in the back which gives ray a chance to headbutt him and ogino falls on this knife and you just see it go right through his neck which was gross it was fucking awesome is what it was <laughs> yeah that creep needed to die man um had we seen like a, another like gruesome death like that or like scene like that in the show? Or was that just for him? I think at, it was just for him, guys. You know, we people die with, No, I mean, we had seen people get shot and we well, saw his we master. The torture scenes, right? Remember the beginning, the torture scenes? It wasn't that gruesome, though. It, no? it wasn't knife through the, to the, to the uh, throat kind of gruesome yeah and we're not talking about like slicing his throat we're talking about stabbed in the back of the neck and then impaled through his windpipe you know like, and it was incredibly satisfying that's pretty uh that's pretty <laughs> interesting uh, thing to call ironic it, okay. as well because he's literally the last word guy and he couldn't even say any last words because of the way he died and it was so stupid because he was reaching for his own book to write down his own last words like, yeah. man's got some serious problems. And, uh, you know, his, his whole life probably could have been saved with some decent therapy. <laughs> but, I think I think it would have needed more than uh, some decent therapy. Probably to get I'm, out of the Sua family mansion. That would have been a start, probably. <laughs> no, I, th I think for him, you know, he needed a nice white padded room. <laughs> Honestly. He didn't say this because he was, he was out there, fair. man. Yeah, he was he out was there. crazy. 
But as he's reaching, as he's reaching for his notebook, you just see a lighter fly into the room. The whole thing just the propane tank just goes. And I got everything I wanted in that one scene. I was good. I was like, all right, this is the perfect ending. I'm fucking awesome. This is, I'm good. But yeah, but, going going back to what you said, Dan, about the the whole front guard, uh, the the guards gate situation up there at the front of the house. I thought like one of the most badass things happened at that moment. Um, they took away Kazuki and Ray's weapons, and then I think Kazuki said, "Oh, you're taking away his weapons." He doesn't need him. He is a weapon. And he just starts going ham on the <laughs> on the guards. It was crazy. I really, really, really love that shit. But I had, I had to just interject because that was, for me, that was the baddest, the most badass moment of the entire show. I agree. It's, it's, it was something else to see that. I was yeah. like, what are they going to do now? Are they just going to let Ray go? And then Kazuki just said that. I was like, okay. All right, and then Ray just kills like five people, like all for him. I'm like, okay, he really liked that. My man really out here with it. You got to do it for your daughter, you know? Yes, sir. Wasn't taking no for an answer that day. What did you guys think about the interaction between Ray and his father in the mansion? I thought that was really weird. Um, I thought it was going to be more like a death match than just a talking to, um, because. If I remember correctly, so Ray walks in and he pretty much just talks to his dad. Uh, his dad tries to shoot him. I think he shoots him in the arm. Um, and then he ends up shooting his self in the arm and saying, oh, now I'm worthless to you. Well, did anybody reason, understand that? Yeah. So the reason why he did that is because Ray is uh, like he's supposed to be like a machine that uh, like a killing machine that takes over. But when he shoots himself in the arm like that, he probably shot himself in the like correct spot to like um severely hurt himself for future uh future times as well. So therefore he cannot be a extreme killing machine because he just injured himself. Oh, okay. And his dad understood what he did. Um and that's why he was able to walk out and leave because what's the use of you know, trying to make him stay or killing him because now he is basically useless to him. So that's yeah, that's what I got out of it. So yeah, I thought it was really symbolic that whole conversation and then the him shooting himself in the arm. He basically came in and said, I found happiness and listed off all these things that he's done with Miri and Kazuki and all like in the mm-hmm. you know, year they've been together. Right. And it really showed his conviction, I thought. It was cool. Um, One thing that I found particularly interesting about that scene was when Ray turns away and starts walking, his father like picks up the gun, points at him, and he's just like, nah, I just, I'm not going to do this. And I thought that was really cool because he's like, yeah, I could have just killed him in cold blood right here, but he's like, it's not worth it. And and I had to think, like, does he actually care about that kid? Like, does he actually care about his son? What do you, what do you think, Dan? Yeah, I think he definitely does in a really weird sense. I mean, the family dynamic in that whole... I mean, it's, it's completely fucked. Crime organization is fucked. But I think he was realizing that, like, he, he can't convince him otherwise. Right, okay. And at that point, if you kill him, like, why? You know? At least that's what, what went through my head in that scene, I think. Yeah. Is he the kind of person that needs a reason to kill, though? 
I, 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 I didn't get those man. kind of. Oh, I guess. Okay. Some I did really like. Shit. I did really like the line that Ray said, though, that like our bonds are stronger than blood, and I thought that was badass. It's true. Yeah, and, uh, it it really surprised me though that um, instead of doing what Ray is so good at, you know, going in and just screwing shit up like that, just turning the place upside down, and I thought that that wouldn't stop with his dad, honestly. But he threw a curveball. Curveball. I thought. Um, I I felt like Kazuki is always the one that wants to talk and stuff like that. And when when he like tried to talk it out with his dad. And succeeded. I was like, "Damn, bro, Ray, Ray, like he 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 went crazy on this. Like he he's up there now, you know." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was the culmination of his character development and growth. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, in Man one uses words right there, five minute scene, which is crazy, you know. Like ask him to make like ask him give him the same situation like uh, five to six episodes ago. And mm-hmm. this, it wouldn't have went down like this. So, right. And I had mentioned it um, when we first started talking about baddie daddies here. But did anybody else expect this level of like character development from a twelve season? I mean, a twelve uh, episode season. You're really good at that, dude. <laughs> huh? I, I am. You're, I you're am. really good at that. <laughs> I like season. to mix up words. I like to mix up words, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the beauty of the shorter shows that don't follow a manga, because it's really tough to convey that in like 12, you know, like 30 chapters. Mm -hmm. But I think it's easier to do when you're not following a source material that was written in a, you know, in a comic style. So, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just. I I really enjoyed it. Um, Like it was uh, like way more character growth than I expected. Um, I thought that it it would, you know, be up to a certain point and then it would kind of stop, but it never did stop. And we see it just keep on going and going. And Ray just like, I think he honestly like doubles his character growth in the, in the last episode, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think it all came together really well and they really did a good job writing his yeah. character. Yeah, I think so. Um, I I would even call him the main character of the show, uh, even though you know, even though it is the bu- buddy daddies, because what do we actually know about uh Kazuki other than that episode that we got out of him, um, where he you know accidentally killed his wife and had to talk to his I guess former sister in law. You know, I felt like they went a little bit deeper for Ray. They did a little bit more with him, but I mean, Kazuki I mean- had his parts. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, though, because Ray's father in the Sue organization was the antagonist, essentially. Yes. And Ray's stuff, or sorry, Kazuki's stuff was all in the past. I mean, he did mention that he didn't even know his parents growing up. Like, he had a really hard mm-hmm. life, too. But oh, yeah, for sure. It wasn't the centerpiece of the show. So I feel like it'd be harder for him to dive into it, you know? Understood. I think I think Kazuki as well was on a, like, a much higher base um, from the get go, you know, and Ray had to be built up with, you know, Kazuki's help. And then, you know, of course, Mary's help as well. Um, down of course, the line. of course. The best so, girl, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So I guess since we did a first look on this, um, unless you guys have anything else to add. 
Uh, no. I'm good to go, man. Okay, yeah, since we did a first look on this, has your rating gone up or gone down or changed? Damn, I don't even know what I rated this as first Shit. look. I don't even remember. I think I gave it like a a high six. I think I gave it a high six or a low seven. Um, 12 episodes. Really enjoyed it, man. I, I think I got a... Man, I this I think this is the only the second time I've got to rate something this high, but I'm gonna give it an eight. Ooh, give it an eight. This was really, really good to me. It, yeah. wow. it made me feel so many feels, and I hadn't felt those feels before. It was it was amazing. I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. think going back, I think I gave it like a six point five maybe. Okay, and I think I'm bumping up to like a seven point two. This is just a really solid B tier anime. Solid. Okay. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I ranked it. I'm sure it was around a seven mark, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it was, it's guy. higher now. So um, I'm gonna give it like a probably like around an eight point four or something like that. I would say because this this is this is pretty good. I like it. This is my this is my type of show. So right, and and I'll give you like the main reason I'm giving it that high of a rating. Is because it was only twelve episodes, and they did. I feel like they did the as much as you, about as much as you can with that amount of time. Yeah. So I when mean, I, like you know, like if something's a hundred episodes and I give it an eight, I feel like that's like a lot. I'm saying a lot more, but being twelve, I think it's a little harder to do something like that. Like a gotcha. great uh, a great comparison to this show is like Spy Family for me. Spy Family, I'm hitting around a nine mark, honestly. Um, for Spy Family, like high eights, nine, something like that. Because it's you know, got you know the uh, scale only goes up to ten, right? Yeah, well, bro, this <laughs> is got, this got the you, it's got the best of all worlds. It's got the action, it's got the drama, it's got the slice of life, it's got the romance in it. Okay, the only thing okay. we're missing in this one is romance, obviously. You know, unless right. you know, probably some fan fan theories out there. You know, with you know Ray and Kazuki, probably. So oh. We're not going to get into that. They're buddies. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> well, they're, they're I'm just buddies. saying, that's the way it usually goes, bro. The, fan, the fans out there, give them what they want. That's what the they want, The anime world bro. is crazy. Oh, they're, they're <laughs> definitely getting shipped. There's just like no way around that, to be honest. But yeah. Awesome. Well, that is going to do it for our coverage of Buddy Daddies. And that was episode 12, Daughter Daddies, the season finale. Uh, if you guys haven't watched this show, we definitely, definitely all recommend it. Tyler, you want to get us into One Piece 1056? Yes, sir. Um, so this one's called a counter charge law and kid return attack combination. In this episode, we get to see law and kid are having a tough battle against big mom. They decide they must try to use their awakened devil fruit powers together to stand a chance to def- at defeating big mom. So go pieces back. Finally, with a great episode, I felt like. Uh, I was wrong, though, on the last podcast episode. I thought that we would be getting a rooftop scene with mostly recaps. Um, so I'm really happy we didn't get that. Uh, what did y'all think about this uh, surprise little episode? Man, I thought this was a, actually a really good episode. I know we always complain about pacing. You know, it is one piece. That's just part of the ground we stand on here. Yeah. Um, but we got a lot. I feel like we got a decent amount this episode. We got Rizo fighting... Uh, Kukuru Kuji. <laughs> Good luck with that earlobe boy. We got to see some uh, some scrolls and some earlobes battle it out. But the, I think the biggest things we saw were the awakened abilities between Law and Kid. I thought that was really cool. And then we got to see Big Mom kind of step it up a little bit, which I'm always interested to see what she you know what she's really like when she's trying. Because you know we we've seen a rampage, 
We've seen her mess around with people, but we haven't seen her really like go all out. Dan, what'd you think? Yeah, I uh, I knew this one was coming, and I was really <laughs> excited to see this episode animated. Um, I remember reading it, and I was like, "Holy shit, One Piece is really good this week." If you guys don't know that meme, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I was super excited to see Kid and Law going out with Big Mom for this specific scene. Um, one thing I really enjoy is that they're just couch like, oh, by the way, did you have did you wake in your double fruit? And it's like, um, yeah, I did. Like, kind of, little, <laughs> kind of, kind of out of the blue, you know. I I thought it was just like so underwhelming how they did that. You know, um, I I wish they would have been like a little bit more focused on how they got awakened. Or something like that, but like if you would have blinked, you would have missed that conversation. Oh, and yeah. you'd been like, "What the? What's with these new powers, yeah, bro?" Yeah, why is Room got a K in front of it, dude? Why is it Kroom? <laughs> <laughs> but I think they went into the awakening thing back in um, Dressrosa with Dil Flamingo. They talked about it there mildly. I mean, like a, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it's one of those tough things, though, where it's like it, it. It all depends on the user if it gets awakened or not, and like how it gets awakened so obviously you've got to be proficient and well they're both really good with their devil fruit so i'm not surprised and right. um i thought both the awakenings were really cool especially kids with the jika jika nomi and he can actually assign magnetic poles to people which is terrifying yeah it's actually wild oh yeah they um a few of the grunts thought big mom big mom got killed by that nah yeah no. Yeah, I mean, but we knew that. We knew better. Like, come on, Big Mom. Well, a lot of she people was tank. like just sitting there watching. They're like, "Damn, she took that hit," and you know, so yeah. So, yeah. um, after we got to see K Room, you know, Law's awakened ability and Kroom. Kroom? Is it just Kroom or K Room? Kroom. Yeah, it's Kroom. It's okay, I, I, you know, I can't listen and read at the same time. I, I have problems. Um, but. <laughs> There's there's no dash like we have in our notes. Oh really? In the okay. manga, it's just Kroom with it's a big K. Kroom. Yeah, a really good name there, Law. Great job. Yeah, Jeez, it's, yeah he should have probably more like Kroom, Kroom, probably Kroom. something like that. You know, but he says it so Kroom, fast. Kroom. So, yeah. All right, uh, that's a shitty name. Good job, Law. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Dan, you already mentioned um, kids a sign which i thought was really really cool but what about uh oh laws with the croom the croom the k room <laughs> would you think yeah, about I mean, it tyler <laughs> go ahead dad <laughs> i was gonna say it's just basically a better version of room you know like he impaled big mom with his massive sword but it didn't actually injure her and he was able just to blast shock waves inside of her body which i thought was fucking awesome because i mean what's the that best way sick. to What's the best way to damage someone who has, you know, armament hockey? Beat them the fuck up from the inside, dude. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh -oh. And he actually, uh, he was like, she was actually bleeding after that. Yeah. Just that one move. And speaking of like names, uh, Karoom or whatever, and my favorite of this episode that uh, got announced was Shock Willie. I love that. Shock Willie. See, that's <laughs> how you name something right there. <laughs> I, how how do you even how how does Law even get that? Like I understand the shock part. Oh, why Willie? What's up? Because it up sounds Willie? cool. What you want? I mean, I'm 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 a fucking dirty old man. So 
I think yeah. Willie and I laugh when he impales her with it. But... <laughs> Put the anesthesia on the sword. Give her the shock, Willie, bro. <laughs> Yo. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's what he's doing, bro. That's true. Um, again, this podcast is not meant for children. <laughs> it isn't. It really isn't. It's though. rated E. It's <laughs> out of here, um, but yeah, we also got to see Big Mom's response. So, Tyler, you want to kind of let the people know how how that went down? Yeah, she uh, she basically like um, I think she went into like a rage moment. Um, trying she used her um, what's it called, life pocus or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yes, that is. Uh, it. And she oh, wanted oh. red bean soup. What'd you say? I soul pocus, but yeah, close oh, yeah, soul pocus, yeah, whatever. Who cares? I told you, you know, I was reading it again. So. <laughs> the same thing, yeah, bro. There you go. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying so hard, y'all. It's uh, she wanted red bean soup this time, and as we all know, you know, back in back when beginning of Wano, like uh, two years ago or whatever, uh, you know, uh, that's painful. All the to soldiers hear. was like, you know, spilling all the red bean soup, so there probably is no more. That's one of the reasons why Luffy got pissed off, because um, they was, you know, spilling the red bean soup, blah, blah, you know? Right, and Tama but, just wanted a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so nobody had red bean soup, so she basically just uh, sucked all the souls out of all the surrounding um, soldiers <laughs> and just reanimated, like, everything in her vicinity, you know, basically, so. I was yeah. cracking up when I saw... Steel beams with smiley faces on them. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool because she like picked up, um, I guess like some broken planks and center blocks as, and made them part of her little army. Yeah, and got Prometheus and uh, Hera back up. I think uh, honestly, like she upgraded. You know? She did. Oh, so. big time! And then she actually <laughs> made herself bigger, and. This is how we kind of know that that Big Mom's kind of going all out at this point. She used up a, what a year of her life, yeah, to make herself a little bit bigger and stronger. So like, she I mean, she knows what's up. Like she knows like I'm gonna have to actually start fighting now. It's either you lose a year of her life to uh, get bigger and badder, or lose a life exactly. right now. So she understands <laughs> that now. Yeah, I d- definitely really enjoyed the scene too, where she basically just said that she respected Kid, Law, and Luffy right before doing that. She's like, I gotta take this seriously now. Right. But, like, imagine if she was more than a year. It's like, she's terrified. I mean, she's always been terrifying, but, like, she's extra terrifying now. Imagine if she did, like, five years. I don't think yeah. she's got that many left in her, big dog. But, yeah, I'm seeing what you, I'm, I see what you're saying. I'm just yeah. messing around, yeah. Well, in her mind as well, like, uh, she knows that what they just did took a lot out of them. Mm-hmm. And they're they're probably gonna be on like their last legs uh after their little uh um uh, what uh whatever you call it, their croom and the uh yeah, the old awakening buildings. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, the ultimate abilities. They're probably on their last legs after that and she probably kinda knows that. And so she was like, I just use one year and I'll just easily finish them off. So Time to body. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking, you know, some there's gonna have to something's gonna have to happen because Law specifically said like this is gonna suck out like all all of my energy, and I think that's yeah. the same thing for for uh, Kid as well. 
So you, you got her taking it to the next level and you're really tired. So it's going to be fun to see how they, they deal with that. Yeah. Definitely, it man. It really is. And I was excited. Like, is this episode, we got mostly fighting and mostly good fighting. So I was really, really excited about that. I enjoyed this episode a lot. So I did. yeah, this episode was definitely a budget buster. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of auroras. Well, you Aurors? could tell. Aurors, excuse me. Aurors. Are you talking about Harry Potter with the Aurors? Right bro, I'm struggling <laughs> so much. over here now, man. We're getting a Mashal next week, okay? Bro, did I have a stroke? What's going on right now? This is nuts. But how are y'all liking Aura Piece? Like, is it is it too much? I know we brought this up several episodes ago, but I feel like it's been toned down to an appropriate level at this point. Yeah. I think so too. I, I have, don't really notice it that much now. So yeah, me either. And I, I thought there was actually one really good shot. Um, it was right when Big Mom pit powered up and she picked her sword and her cloud and her son back up, and it had like a a, a good amount of aura on it. But it, it just looked beautiful. I really enjoyed that shot. Um, so I think they just, they've worked it out. You know, are you talking the one that had like Big Mom in the back and Kid and Lost in the front? Yeah. It was like green and red and all that. Yeah. I don't even know if that was auras, dude. That might have just been some fucking dope ass animation. I have no yeah, idea. I don't but fucking know. Man. That was like that was like a wallpaper scene. Like that's like some fourteen For year old boy in it Japan who's nice. watching One Piece has that as his wallpaper right now. It's like yeah, I'm gonna screenshot Bro. this. Don't don't show my wallpaper right now. <laughs> <laughs> After last week, mine's Studio Ghibli. So. Oh okay, GG's. Hey, Atta boy. But yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I felt like though, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed or not, but uh, every other scene, it felt like, especially Yamato's scene, um, it felt like it was uh, like uh, budgeted down, you know, kind of scaled down on the animation. Did y'all feel like that too? Um, uh, you could I definitely don't... notice the difference a yeah. little bit. But yeah, I, I think, think it's they... justified. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I also think they were trying to convey something differently with Yamato looking like a shadow running through the up the stairs and all that. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I thought that was like more like a speed thing because she know uh, she knows it's going down and she has to save everybody. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if she can beat uh, Kazenbo, the giant fire ghost thing, <laughs> the the phantom, yeah. the, the the fire wraith. Yeah, there we go. That's the dude. Words I'm using I was words for. again. Do y'all hear me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun little race there. Um, just for wow factor, I kind of want uh, Kazimbu to freaking win. Um, just to see some explosions. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm that's just me. I, I you know, I'm here for but, the wow moments. But but but, but if it blows up, we don't get to see more Luffy versus Kaido, dude. Uh, they'll but be fine. Straight I mean, your priorities is, out, it, man. Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I guess that's a good point. Like, Bass is going crazy now. Like, so <laughs> his devil fruit, he picked uh, Doflamingos, string, mm -hmm. string, and he was going to put people in bird cages. And now he's wanting whoa, to blow up. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> he's wanting to, he was wanting to blow up Onigashimas. What's going on, bro? Just the flower capital, bro. Don't 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 do that. Don't do me <laughs> like that. Not the whole thing. Everybody right now, dude. They're, they're having their big fire festival. Everybody is there. See, but if you blow it up before it gets over the capital, everything's gonna be okay. But all them people, bro, that's on Luffy. But think about the Not animation. Robin, bro. Think about Robin, bro. You're blowing up Robin. 
and Nami. Okay, you might have. Yeah, I'm gonna reel it what in you, here, boys. My think bad. about it. Go sleep on it, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna have to chill out. <laughs> I need to go get some tea, bro. <laughs> Eat a Snickers bar. I don't yeah, know. I'm not myself. Eat a Snickers. <laughs> Yeah, you're a sociopath now, dude. What the hell, man? He's turning into Big Mom. Give him, it's like so pokish, you know. Man, you put, a, or... you put a mic in front of my face and I just say stupid shit. That's what I'm realizing. Hey, <laughs> what's the food that you want, bro? Life or what? Nah. Nachos or something? I, I, I'm not going to disclose that to the people. Uh, no, don't worry about yeah. that. I'm going to guess it is um, Chinese food and or chicken wings. Based on my knowledge of knowing bass for a while now. Somebody get him some Chinese food, was, bro. Or chicken wings, yeah. I mean, that, that honestly, from what you've seen out of me, Dan, that's fair. <laughs> or tacos from a Chinese place. I mean, but that's what look, he wants. Look, look, man, half the time, oh, bro. me and Dan used to be roommates, but half the time we were together, we were watching football. So chicken wings, that's fair. Tacos from a, tacos from a Chinese place, bro. The disrespect. Those were great. Yo, Don't they were actually really good tacos. <laughs> this has nothing to do with anime, but those they, were actually some really good fucking They were tacos, great though. drunk food, and they delivered till like 3 a.m. or something. It was it was money. It was A1. It was like a dollar. <laughs> and we're talking about some big-ass tacos, but but back to the episode. Back yeah. to the episode. Well, actually, I was going to say, um, I think we've covered pretty much everything we want to talk about yes. in One Piece. Do you guys yeah, want to get... I think that's why we're talking about tacos right now. Let's go to the next thing. <laughs> Do you guys want to get into our new weekly anime that just came out that we're all super hyped for? It's called Hell's Paradise. It's another show from Studio Mappa. It's kind of rounding out the Dark Shonen trio that they're putting out with Hell's Paradise, Chainsaw Man, and Jujutsu Kaisen. So one thing before we get into the episode, did you guys like think the animation was up to par with those two shows? What do you mean, like, uh, hmm. like this animation of the part, like Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, so yeah. it's basically like this is like Mappa's. This is Mappa's money right here, you know. Right. So, in my opinion, like, um, I feel like it has potential to be, but I don't think we really got to see a whole lot of, you know, examples of what Mappa can do in this episode. There wasn't really a lot of stuff uh, going on that really like, like showed you what they can do you know what i mean i don't know if that makes I'm, sense i completely I, that's what i was gonna say tyler um really the only thing that we got to see that was a little special was uh that fire move <clears throat> that was done the um what were they calling them the ninjutsu the, the at the very end yeah. of the episode which looked wonderful it looked amazing but nothing else really happened you know he was trying to get pulled apart by by bulls and stuff like that um we got to see a shot with him inside of like the Inside of like a some fire, which looked really cool, but I, I don't think there's a big enough sample size to really judge it. Quite yeah, yet. I was gonna say I think it was on par with like the not crazy scenes from those two shows. Yeah, well, I'm oh, I sure. Say that. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna hold up to it because this is their uh, this is their um, like uh, main focus title for this uh, this you know spring season or whatever mm-hmm. until Jujutsu Kaisen comes out. So. I think they put a lot of time into it, honestly. Definitely. Well, thank you, guys. I was just curious. Uh, Tyler, you want to get us into a little uh, summary of episode one that does not have a name? <laughs> yeah. So it didn't have a name. It's just called episode one, I guess, because Mappa, you know, use all the it. money, you know, animating and shit. So couldn't afford any they, characters. Yeah. yeah just, just name it episode one. Save money. Uh, so 
we start off by seeing the main character, Gabby Maru, trying to be executed, but turns out he can't easily die. Um, even though he he wants to, apparently, uh, or he says he does anyways, they still try many different ways to kill him, and all of them fail. Turns out he's a superhuman shinobi. Uh, so this was a fun little episode, and I could tell right away that, like the boys said, it's Mappa's work. Um, how do you feel about our boy Gabby Maru and all of his skills? Do they make him feel a little OP off the jump? Do y'all like that type of thing? Yeah. So I've said in the past, I really enjoy shows where they don't have like 47 minute training montages or show like, you know, like somebody like with no skill at the beginning. So I thought it was really cool that he actually was like a full blown ninja assassin right off the bat. Um, and it's going to let him get right into the story, too. It's not like, you know, Naruto, where they have to go to school for <laughs> 300 episodes to learn how to make they shadow clones. At, at, at seven years old, yeah. Skip uh, that. Miss me with that. Dog and Naruto. Damn. <laughs> Pick Black Clover, at least. At least Bass hates that. The, the guy's... Black Clover's different, though, because he's already swole. Oh, he, he doesn't have any swole. magic, so he just he's got his he's got his anti magic swords. He just swings him because he's fucking ripped. Well, pick Deku, bro, my hero. Nah, he, he just doesn't want me talking about Naruto. That's all this is. <laughs> not a lot of bad bad. I knew that was gonna get anyway. under his skin. I knew it. <laughs> but no, I I thought he was a, a really good character. Um, you know, having one episode as a sample size, I thought Gabi Maru was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, they kind of started off and, uh, whether they were trying to, uh, attempt to execute him, Tyler, did you, did you have a favorite execution attempt? Oh man, I don't need, uh, the, so I'll list them off for you. So I think the boiling, like the boiling one was yeah. pretty Death decent by bowl. because he, like the animation kind of went pretty hard on that i think i think like his eyes lit up he like looked like a demon kind of did he not yeah that's, that's what i was talking one? about just a yeah. few minutes ago that should yeah. look dope you just yeah. see him flex his legs and you're like oh shit yeah so basically but, what this is is you have a, two bulls and bulls are <laughs> pretty fucking strong i think they say that the average human leg is capable of withstanding like 500 kilograms of force and bulls pull at about a thousand on my head, yeah. So in reality, this form of execution should literally split you from your groin through your chest and just pull you in two. Which yes. would have been fucking nuts to see. But thankfully, our main our character been doing his, he's been doing his a, Kegels, boy. He's yeah, his I was just say he's been doing his Kegels. But thankfully, you know, the main character didn't die in the first episode. <laughs> and we got to see a little bit of just how strong he was. Um, I'm going to have to agree that was my favorite form of execution. I just thought it was ridiculous. I forgot about that, too. And with that, like, um, you know, every other thing was kind of, you know, iffy. Because he kept on saying he wanted to die. He wanted to be executed. Stuff like that. And at that point, you know, the Bulls, we knew after that situation that he really didn't want to die. There's no way. There's no way you could not uh do what he did and want to die you know so yeah that makes sense and that was our you know our first little time where we realized okay he's just not 
the hollow that people think he is, yeah. the hollow many that people think he is. Yeah, and I, I thought that was pretty uh pretty interesting the way they did that because the whole first like what ten minutes he's just talking about how he wishes somebody would be able to execute him, and then they just flip flop it and like where is this where did this come from, you know? So. Yeah, I think they did a really good job introducing that because um, Sagiri, who is one of the other characters, she is a female inspector, quote unquote, from the Shogunate's office, and basically right. he's kind of like talking to him, like taking notes, like hey. Why do you want to die? All this kind of stuff. And it kind of gets a little backstory from him. So Gabimaru actually is from, I can't remember the name of the town, but it's a town where basically all the men are assassins and warriors and the women are there just to make babies. And he gets hooked up with the chief's daughter. And, um, you know, she's trying to just be a really good person. And it's like changing him. And I think he doesn't like that. So basically, he goes to the chief and says, hey, I, I can't do this with your daughter. I got to get out of here. And um, he basically gets almost killed by the chief and all the assassins in the town. And I think that's how he ends up in prison, essentially. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think what actually happened, he was trying to make. Um, I think he got a mission, right? Yeah, he did end up getting a mission. Um. But before that, when he was talking to the inspector, uh, Sagiri, he was trying to make it seem like he didn't like his wife. Yeah. And then he was trying to get out of the marriage um, to the leader of that village. And what it actually ended up being was like he really loved her and she wanted to end uh, like just live like an ordinary life. Like you were saying, Dan, the ladies were just there to have babies and all the men were like warriors or ninjas. Um, but he, I think he went to the leader and was like, Hey, like, you know, can I just leave? Like, can we just live an ordinary life? Like, like, like she deserves. And then he was like, nah, bro, you did. <laughs> so I think that's actually how he ended up at that point. Um, yeah, was, sure. I was going to say, thanks for stealing my spotlight there, chief. Anytime, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, uh, he goes to his final form of execution where he actually has to fight. Sagiri and she is a member of the Asaman clan and she's basically like called the decapitator like she is mm -hmm. an assassin assa or executioner slash sword tester and she says she's going to kill him and he kind of panics grabs one of the guards swords and they're going at it and she basically says the reason you don't want to die is because you actually love your life and then we get the exact same flashback we had of like him not enjoying it with him actually like really enjoying it and loving her and everything else and i thought it was a really cool way to introduce that because like sometimes people think one way but in reality they feel the other way and they did a great job of conveying that that was a really cool uh little thing that they did and i kind of think that like he thinks that way um he 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 wants to think that he hates it because he wanted her to live a better life without him so he's making himself uh, think that he hated it. That way he feels less uh, guilt and regret maybe when he did leave her, I guess, and die. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's so much as that because he didn't ask to die. He asked to take her from the village and that was his punishment. Um, yeah. I think it was more that... I mean, he didn't even really get punished by them. He 
he got gave a mission and uh, it was like a trap it was a setup it was a full setup and that's yeah. why he's in jail you so, know but technically he didn't like um uh the, the chief wasn't just like hey no we're not doing this he he did it on the sly and, and gabby maru figured it out you know he was like I should have known, you know, that this was the way it was going to be. This was going to be a setup. So I kind of, I kind of, I was kind of digging that, um, the way they played all that. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a top tier first episode. Like really, it, it got me hooked in a, a pretty, pretty well invested into the story. Uh, I even made my mom watch it with me. Um, <laughs> okay. and she, and she was like, yo, this is actually really good. Your um, mom I had, watches I, anime like that? Uh no no no! This no, is the first time I've ever tried to make her watch it. She just came in. You know, she was at, at my apartment. She just came in the living room. She's like, Yo, "What is this?" It should have got to watch Silent Voice, bro. Man, <laughs> I, I'm gonna talk to y'all about that, bro. I'm not doing that to Mama Bass. <laughs> no, I would never. That's a sweet lady, Tyler. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was it was cool how they showed um, Gabby Morrow was pretty much in denial. It felt like. Um, he just had given up on himself and was like, you know, this sucks and I'm ready to go. I don't care about my life. But yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like his shinobi programming. You know, it's kind of like how the Ambu and Naruto think the same way. You know, that's kind of the parallel I saw there. They're yeah, just emotionless, emotionless killers. I mean, that's what shinobi are trained to be, you know? Yes, yes. Um, So after that, you know, it keeps going into a fight between Sagiri and Gabi Maru. And then out of the blue, she just pulls a pardon out of her pocket. And says, hey, does this sound cool? This is from the Shogun. And um, he's obviously interested because he wants to live and wants to be with his wife. And it kind of leads us into an introduction of what the show is actually going to be. And it introduces us to Paradise, which is essentially this magical island that they found that has potentially the elixir of life, which the Shogun obviously wants because classic anime scene somebody wants to be immortal right and um and fun fact that's actually how gunpowder was made they were looking for the elixir they were trying to make the elixir of life and they ended up making gunpowder and isn't that ironic like in the anime or like no in real life in real life that is actually how gunpowder came about in china yeah interesting yeah Yeah. so they were looking for the elixir of life and created mass death hey but Back back to anime. Sorry. Yeah, you learn something new every day, bro. <laughs> this is why y'all listen to this podcast, because not only did we give y'all good anime takes, we give y'all history. We drop Boom. facts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But so we get an intro into Paradise or Heaven or the other side, as people call it. And um, it's this beautiful island. Like, I was blown away by the animation of the flowers. And everything from those scenes, um, it was absolutely stunning. And they get into it, right. and they send a boat there, and basically it's, you know, to go explore and find this elixir of life, and the boat comes back with just flowers through it. And you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. You know, a little weird right there. Then all of a sudden For the sure. boat pulls up to the dock, and um, these two onlookers just basically go in, and they pick up the flowers. And they just notice that it's like a fucked up human body. Which is yeah. like growing flowers. So I'm really interested to see where this show goes. I think it's gonna be super fucking cool. Yeah, it was really weird. It was like chopped up, but there were flowers growing out of it. So yeah, they they got they have my interest. Do y'all have any like have thoughts on what why and how that's 
being calls? Nope, no Anything? fucking clue. Yeah, man, I'd have to tune be in next week on how that works. <laughs> tune in next week on Dragon Ball Z, dude. Like that's it. You know, they left such a good hook. They did. I think. I think that it's something to do with the fact that they got there and they kind of got greedy and they tried to drink the elixir. And I think that maybe it's being uh, like it's it's like you know what they do with the like Mo- Mona Lisa and stuff like that. They put fake shit up to protect the real shit. You know what I mean? So maybe it's something like that, and they think that they're getting the elixir, but it's not actually the elixir, and this is what happens. Yeah, that's, it's going to be crazy. It's my good. theory. And um, I thought it was really impressive. They set up the whole story in one episode. No. And isn't this, uh, is this just 12 episodes for one season, or is this a self-contained 12 episodes? Guys. I... I think it's uh, a season. I want to say it's a season. I don't think. I think the manga is ongoing, and I have to look into that, and we will let you know next week. Yes, sir. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they did a really good job at setting up the episode. I, I was very, very, very impressed with that. I mean, I want setting more. up the season. I, I'm I want more. Stop changing those words around. Yeah. I'm, yes. I'm excited to see where it goes. So it's uh, there's a we we know a lot of things, but we know nothing still. So it's right. it's pretty interesting. So oh yeah, they get, they got the hook in all of us, man. And <laughs> like based on what I've seen in Twitter and everything else, like this show's getting hyped up. So hopefully it sticks to you, you know go. it keeps it up, man. It doesn't let me down. And like I don't know if y'all seen the cover, like the cover art of this, but uh, it's like a. Like ten, ten people or something like that. I'm not sure, but they all look kind of badass, honestly. And I'm just, uh, you know, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we're we're getting a little. From what I understand, we're getting a little survival of the fittest in this front too. Um, Gavi Maru isn't going to be the only one. It's going to be a bunch of, um, you know, death row inmates essentially going at it, trying to get the uh, get the elixir life, and whoever wins gets the pardon. So, I'm really excited oh. for that. Maybe. Oh, that's going to be really fun. I hope it's like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said it was going to be. So, hey, maybe, Fuck maybe yeah. Ego's over there on the island, bro, and he's just waiting to say, lock off. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, chill. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Tyler. Well, on that note, yeah, let's go get into our movie review for the week. Yeah, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us off, bro. Awesome. So, this week we watched. A Silent Voice, which is a 2016 drama animated by Kyoto Animation. Uh, it was directed by Naoko Yamada and written by Reiko Yoshida. So uh, to get into a little bit, uh, the summary of it goes. A grade school student with impaired hearing is bullied mercilessly. She transfers to another school. Years later, one of her former tormentors sets out to make amends. So to get us into it, um, what do you guys think? Whose idea was this? Tyler, obviously. You son of a bitch. Damn. They calling me out already. <laughs> Damn. I'm a grown Yo, man. How, how dare you? How, how dare you? I this, this was so sad. It was hard for me to watch this. <laughs> it, was, it, I, it took me five tries to watch this. I, could, I didn't like sit down and watch this end to end. I got like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I had to keep going back. Okay, okay. But um, but let me ask ahead. you this. Let me ask you this. 
it took you this long to watch it. It was pretty sad. But overall, did you think this movie was really good though? Did it did it live up to what I hopped it up to be? It was it was it was it was it was all right. It was it was all right. Okay. I, um there was a character that I thought she should have gotten jumped personally <laughs> executed by bull is yeah. the right word but, gotta but go outside of that see that's that's like i i had i had a uh i needed some vengeance and that that's all i was looking for by the end of this but outside of that yes i, I really 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 did enjoy this like to be honest and some of the best animation i've seen period yeah i was really okay. surprised by that yeah i think the the scenes when Sure, yeah, I gotta change it. So I watched the dubbed and these, or sorry, I watched the subbed and these guys watched the dubs and they flipped all the names. So like yeah. in in the dub, they call them by their last name the entire time, or I don't even know. It's weird. But uh, so if I say Ashida, I mean the main character, also Shoya. Um, the scenes where he is riding his bike, and they're just showing the incredibly animated backgrounds, blew me away. Like that it's was nutty, some top tier shit, you know? Right. That was crazy, but yeah, I mean, overall, it pretty much it explored the themes of like bullying and you know, kind of overcoming the, the the obstacles that you know adolescents can can bring you, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, I um, and I think it was important to you know because it, it, it kind of talks about mental health a lot, um, which I also thought was really really cool, and um, I. Noticed that you know there were a lot of koi fish even in the in the uh, the cover art for it, and kind of looking into what and they were feeding koi fish throughout the entire movie, and I thought that was kind of particular. So I kind of looked up what koi fish symbolize. And so you it, like it, grounds them, right? It's actually so koi fish often symbolize overcoming obstacles. Yeah. There's like some Japanese mythology behind all that, but in the end, it's about overcoming obstacles. Okay, that's pretty neat yeah. to know. So that that was that little bit of symbolism, but um, other than the animation, like what what do you what what do you why did you recommend this, Tyler? Why did you make me cry all weekend? Well, you know, I thought that it was like a very good um representation of how the world actually works and mm-hmm. uh how you know uh like. This is like a classic, you know, the dude, the boy knows, you know, he did wrong and he does try to fix it. And, you know, he does get, um, like karma for it. I guess you could say, I don't know. I don't know what to call that karma. I guess He, he gets straight karma for it. And then he tries to, you know, go back and, you know, fix it. And we realize, you know, it's just a whole big story that is very thought out and very um detailed i felt like and it like it does a very good job at like um showing uh all these different types of feelings and emotions and uh situations that are happening every day you know in our real world yeah so that's fair yeah definitely i think you know um everyone growing up you know, most people in their school have some sort of special needs or deaf or, you know, someone with a disability in their school. 
And it's just such a common thing for them to be bullied for that. And um, this just like watching that as an adult, like makes you go back and think like, wow, this is how this makes people feel. And if you were one of those bullies, man, watching this would make you feel like a massive piece of shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. And most of these kids like that are bullying um, uh, Shoya or Shoka, Shoko, most of them that's bullying her has no reason to be bullying her other than uh, to fit in, fit in and look cool and uh, just like just bullshit reasons. There's no reason to do it, you know, really. And they do a really good job at, you know, letting that be known. There's no reason to be doing it. You know? Yeah, um, and that was true. So we we start start off in the movie, and uh, Shoya is just constantly bullying Shoku, um, and so like we're we're kind of looking at him sideways, like yo, like you're 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 an asshole. I mean, because he was, um, but you turn around and you know, uh, Shoku leaves the school. They grow up a little bit, and then we turn around, and you know, maybe some people were wishing bad things happen to to, to Shoya. But then it turns around and he's start, starts getting bullied. He's getting lied to about, you know, other people's participation in the bullying that he he did, uh, even though he was kind of the, the ringleader. Um, but he was just he seemed like he was just looking for acceptance. And then, you know, they go to high school and now he's a mess and they make you they do a really good job of also making you feel bad for him as well. Um, you know, the, the two end up meeting up and making up and forming a great relationship. but. It was. I thought it was cool how they did that. It's like you know, he was. He's a victim too. Even though he is the bully, he ended up being a victim too. And and I think we always got to remember that, even in our real lives. Sometimes you know, a lot of people have a lot of stuff going on. You know, and I thought it was just really cool, like you said, going back to real life, Tyler. Yeah, and the thing is, like going back to when it first started happening, um, show show you, he could care less about Shoko. Um, he was still playing in the background, you know, with his buddies. Uh, you know, he was still choking him out wrestling. He was like just playing with his pen. He was just doing normal stuff. Right. He actually didn't start like uh, with the bullying stuff first. Um, he like he kind of got a sense of uh, the atmosphere around. Um, yes, and sir. And then he felt like based on that atmosphere, because everybody it was kind of outcasting her. And he decided that, oh, well, in order to be cool and look cool to my friends, you know, uh, I should start making fun of her as well. Because he's a more uh, hopper, like, uh, outgoing type of person. And, you know, every, every classroom's got that, you know, uh, I'm sure. And it's just, they've done a really good job at it. Uh they did. And, uh, you know, I forget the blonde uh, girl's name, so, but she was Sahara. Al- yeah, Sahara. Um, yeah. She she's always she was always like laughing and, and whatnot uh, after a while. Mm, Sahara is the one who wanted to learn sign language. Oh, a different girl then, right? Um, sort of the K, at least <clears throat> in, in, in the sub to sort of the K. I don't know. What you guys are watching. OK, well. Name's not really important, but she was one of the people that were just going along laughing with it when they were young. Okay, yeah, yeah. Reg- regardless uh, of braided, what her name is. Braided chick, right? She got like braided hair or ponytails or something? Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it was ponytails. Um, yeah. But, 
those are often like the most dangerous people because they, you know, they're like, oh, I wasn't participating, but you're really just egging it on. Yeah, well, she's. I mean, if you like don't, said, re- if you don't respond like that, then there's no probably no bullying in the first place. Yeah, and like I said, that's one of the reasons why it got escalated so much is because people like her. So exactly, definitely, and it's it's also really interesting to think too because like when people are that young, they don't really think about it that way. It's more like they're just trying to be accepted by everybody else, and they don't really yes. think of it as bullying. But like I said, like looking back at this, if you were somebody who you know. I don't say tormented, but bullied someone as like a kid. Mm-hmm. It really got to make you think, man. And um, I thought that was a great, great way to look at it. And it, you know, opens up a lot of eyes, I'm sure. And I also felt like that uh, Shoko or Nishimiya, uh, as Dan would know her, she does a really good job of, you know, um, even though she is getting tormented and her, you know, hearing aids, are being ripped out of her ear, expensive hearing aids, and like she's just basically getting mistreated constantly. She still wants to be their friends, and she still wants to. She's still a happy go lucky girl who just wants to be accepted by all of her peers, and she just she still wants to be their friends, even though that they're just treating her like shit. And I respect that, like even though. You know, why would you want to be their friends? But she still wants to be, so. Yeah, I I, I thought that was like more of like a self-worth issue, honestly. Um, I, I think if I think if, if you you have a healthy self-image, you don't respond like that. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's why she's always been responded to, I guess, yeah. is that situation, I, I assume. I think, uh, I, I, yeah, I mean that it's pretty consistent throughout the entire movie that she just—that's how she responds to negative things. Um, so when things bad things happen to her, it it uh, or people didn't treat her well, it made me even more furious. And that was part of what made it so hard for for me to watch, um, because I just didn't enjoy that. Like I've I've um, I've had like some experiences like being the person that had to stick up for people. In those situations, so like it was kind of like just frustrating for me to like have to sit there and couldn't do anything, even though they aren't real people. Um, it was like a visceral reaction, and I don't, I just like that was that's what made it hard for me to watch, and I had to keep restarting. It was my frustration level just kept rising so fast, and then I'd like okay, I'd calm down. I mean, like where where was that type of person at in this, like in these situations? Like that's it's crazy that no one, no one at all tried to even stand up besides like uh i think it was a uh, sahara right she's the only one that tried to learn sign language and stuff right. and tried to be her friend but in the end you know she got run off too so very true yeah it's really unfortunate dan how'd you like this i've been talking about <laughs> i liked it so much <laughs> oh you're good man um it was definitely definitely hard to watch sometimes. Um, like you said, it was frustrating to see that somebody was being treated like that. But um, I really did like the redemption arc of our boy, Ashida, or Shoya, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought the ending of it was, you know, a, ended on a really positive note. There were some really difficult themes, suicide, depression, bullying. Um, and they did a really good job showing that and how that can affect other people. And um, I don't want to spoil anything. So 
if you're looking for a tearjerker to watch on a Friday night, man, definitely recommend. Yes, I, I kind of got blindsided by that. You told me it was sad, but I was like, holy crap. But yeah, no, it, it overall, I thought it was good. It was just, I don't think I was mentally prepared. <laughs> but even even though it's like a sad, uh, sad, like tearjerker, like you said, mm-hmm. it still has a lot of like joy, joyous moments in it. I felt like, though, when you're talking about like uh, character growth um, and the redemption arc is what Dan called it. Like, there's a lot of things that, you know, makes you just happy to see as well. Like, they've done a really good job at balancing that towards the towards the last half or whatever. Um, but then again, you know, it has to come down, you know, uh, again, as we've seen a lot. So, yeah. But yeah, overall, overall, pretty, pretty decent movie. Um, out of 10, what do you rate it, Tyler? I want you to go first since you recommended it to us. Um, I really enjoy this type of stuff. Uh, um, this is, uh, probably, this is the second time I've watched it. Um, I think I rated it like a seven, uh, and a half or something. The first time I watched it, I'll probably rate it a little bit higher this time. I'll go right under an eight this time. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Solid. solid. Yeah. I think I'm sitting right around a seven, you know, it was a really good film. Um, I guess just not my usual cup of tea. So my usual cup of tea gets higher ratings, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> little fan service, some, some fights. That's what that's what Dan's looking for a little bit. I don't need the fan Maybe service. If, I need the uh, boxing, like you like okay. to say, dude. All right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe a few meccas. Give my man what he wants. I mean, honestly, I was waiting for uh, what's uh, Shoyo, Shoyo to, you know, box uh, Naoko around a little bit, honestly. I wanted it to happen. I was like, why won't you stand up for her, bro? Like, face it. Face I her. thought somebody would beat Naoka's ass at some point. Well, I thought he it? would try to stand up for like, especially on the Ferris wheel thing. Like, why are you going to let, you know that this chick's going to do something evil. Why are you going to let her go in there with look, her? Look, you show like, a mom. video, show me a video of doing that, someone doing that to somebody I know. Next words off my mouth is like, when we jumping them? And her little not, sit, like, I, I just, it was just it was just like so much so much yeah. for me i'm not you know i'm not really a violent person right maybe not but like well, I, I would i would i would feel like i would have to do something you know and it was we kind did. of frustrating that nobody felt that way i was gonna say we did get to see mama nishima oh, she yeah. nishimiya fucking slap this bitch across the face multiple <laughs> times chef's kiss and that was incredibly satisfying for me i didn't really like her mom that much because she was kind of such like a dead face character yes but i love that part it was satisfying, but the the overall um, scene there, mm-hmm. it, they made. I mean, they done a really good job on that scene because you know why 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 are they fighting like that when you know there's a girl over there just emotionally damaged and hating herself. You know, like, I mean, not even just that. There's a it's her his her daughter. You know why why are you, why are you doing that? You know. Go to your Actually, kid, I'm not bro. Gonna, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because it is a big spoiler. So I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, go, go to your kid, bro. Go to your kid. Comfort your kid. Nah, I was, I was okay with that, partially. Yeah. But you know, would I? I mean, beat her Somebody's ass later, bro. Up. Beat her ass later. <laughs> Catch her in the alley a little later. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. What about you, Bass? What What do you think about it? what's your rating? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. A low seven, maybe like a seven two. 
Um, kind of like Dan on this one. I, it's not my normal cup of tea. Um, I thought the animation was phenomenal. Um, I thought the writing was really, really good. And I'm, I'm somebody that likes to judge writing. Um, as much as I do like fights, you know, if, if, if a movie doesn't make sense, if there's not like character dynamic or, or they're very like, uh, st- the characters are static. I don't really like that. Like Transformers. Um, <laughs> God bless. <laughs> God damn it, Dan. Um, but no, like they, they, they created a menace. Uh, and our main character then made us like him and made us feel bad for him. I thought that was a, an excellent piece of writing. Um, but I didn't get enough. I didn't get enough closure with some of the issues that were going on at the same time. So that's, that's about as high as I can give it. But that's pretty solid. So yeah. uh, that's well above mid. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I think uh, Mal has a uh, average rating at nine or like a little below nine, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it's pretty high. And so I also want to know, like, before we started this podcast, would either one of y'all have ever, like, uh, saw this movie and was like, bro, I'm going to watch this? No, I would have I, I would have read the synopsis and be like, no, nah, that's not me. So um, I'm, glad I, I'm actually glad I watched it, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. The movie actually won uh, Best Animated Feature Film from the Japanese Movie Critic Awards when it came out so i mean if i saw that i'd probably give it a watch you know i'm very open to watching as much as tyler doesn't believe i'm very open to watching different (laughs) genres and stuff i like to to i'm I'm the one that's working on things guys i like to stay in my little uh my little safe space with mechas and shonen but i i do branch out um and if i saw it had won that you know i mean it's kind of like watching a, a studio ghibli movie you know that's not really my cup of tea but they're animated so well and the stories are so driving so mm-hmm. i definitely think i would have if it showed up i mean i see it on netflix a million times but i i scroll netflix for three hours and i don't pick a movie before going to bed you know <laughs> damn it'd be like that but yeah um i uh if for all y'all uh same blame tyler Blame Dan, though. I just want to reiterate that because Dan picked Studio Ghibli uh, Spirited Away last week. I'm pretty sure that was his ideal, correct? Uh, I mean, it was Ass really wanted to watch it, so I don't know. Passing the buck. You hadn't seen one of the best animated (laughs) films of all time. I didn't bring that up. That wasn't me, big dog. That was you. brought it up multiple times. Like so, weeks ago, like a month ago. Yeah, and I said, you guys want to do Bass a favor and let's watch Spirited Away. Oh, what a and fuck he said, boy. Damn. What a fuck boy. Oh, no. <laughs> so now we're officially blaming Bass yeah, uh, no, for crying really for two boy. weeks in a row. So, yeah. so it actually, the reason we watched this one is because they recommended Bass asked me to watch another Studio Ghibli movie. I was like, hey, we got to give it a break. We got to do something else. And Tyler recommended this. And at <laughs> first, I thought it was a different animated what did you think or, it was I, forget. I thought it was your name <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah your name which is way less detrimental to my my tear lobes whatever you want to call them <laughs> i mean it's a little bit sad still but it's, it's not, like not this, as man. it's not, not like as emotional this. <laughs> as this one so yeah this was a lot this is a whole lot <laughs> yeah i started watching this on friday night and i just i just like yeah i can't i can't do this tonight i went and played some video games but so I'm not. I'm not crying on on my Friday evening. Not 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 today. If uh, it's I guess, I think it's safe to say if y'all don't like have any issues with like um like dark stuff like and like tri- if this shit triggers you, you know stuff like that. 
I wouldn't watch it, but if you don't have no issues with stuff like that, this is a must-watch, I, I feel like. I think the boys would agree. Yeah, definitely. And if your kid is a shithead, make them watch this. They'll feel really bad after. Yeah. Oh, um, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's parenting right there, guys. <laughs> and then make them watch the first episode of Hell's Paradise. Like, this could happen to you as he's trying to get ripped in half by two bulls. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Edo period Japan, but we can figure it out with a couple cars. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we have more powerful tools now. You hauls. Awesome. <laughs> well, guys, I think that is going to do it for us, right? Yeah, yeah that's it for me. Sweet. So, um, I appreciate you guys tuning in for episode nine of the Anime Dgens podcast. Hope you guys are excited for the new format. Two episodes dropping next week. We're still trying to figure out when. We're going to drop them, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll post in Discord and Twitter, obviously. And if you're following us on your favorite podcast platform, you'll get one of them good old notifications on your cellular device. So keep a lookout for that. We're not sure if we're going to drop them on the same day or do a little uh, onesie-twosie kind of deal. But um, if you're not following us on our socials or you're hanging out on our Discord, make sure you hit the link tree in the bio to come hang out, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Stay degenerate. Bye.